Hallelujah. 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 Kingdom come with Brother Barron. In the mighty name of Jesus, Heavenly Father, bless this kingdom assignment with your presence, with your power, with your anointing, with your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's get in the spirit. No further delay. Let's get in the spirit. The Holy Spirit is one of the biggest omissions of the church in our generation. What do I mean by that? We hear about the Holy Spirit in church, but not like that. We talk about the Holy Spirit sometimes, but not like that. It's like he's he's the third member of the Godhead, but he kind of like the stepchild, right? It's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I get it. The Father, like, orchestrated everything. Jesus is the reason for every season. We're not even in covenant without him. Nowhere in the scriptures does it talk about praying to the Holy Spirit, praising the Holy Spirit, worshiping the Holy Spirit, right? That's reserved for the Father and for the Son. But it does talk about communing with the Holy Spirit. It does talk about not, not grieving the Holy Spirit. It, it does talk about walking in the Spirit, even singing and praying in the Spirit, right? So I want to make this clear. Everything that we do in the New Covenant is based on the Holy Spirit. You, you can't get in the New Covenant without Jesus, but once you're in, Everything in the new covenant is by the spirit. The fruits of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit, right? So, so, so the fruits deal with our character, right? The, the gifts deal with Jesus's power and the father's will being demonstrated, right? To, to the body. So, so the fruits are more about my development in being conformed into Jesus in the inner man. The gifts really don't have nothing to do with me. The, the gifts have to do with how God is trying to bless his people through me. But either way, they're both by the spirit. The new covenant is so spiritual that whatever you try to do in the new covenant outside of the spirit, you in the flesh. You outside the will of God. So we need to hear about the spirit. We need to hear about the Holy Spirit. We need to be reminded every week that everything that you just heard from the pulpit don't mean nothing if you're not going to apply it in the spirit. My best outside of the spirit is wrong. My, my, my best idea, my, my greatest effort, my most sincere and genuine contribution outside of the spirit ain't nothing to the father like he not receiving that like we have to be led by the spirit right we we have to be spiritual Look, let's get in the scriptures Matthew 3:11 John the Baptist talking about Messiah 
He says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Have you been baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire? Let's talk about fire for a second. All right. My conversion was because of fire. My spiritual formation was in fire. The Lord brought me through fire and I'm still on fire. Okay. So when, when John the Baptist prophesied this, it, this is very real to the believer because no one needs a savior until they believe they need to be saved, right? Jesus is the savior of the world, but he only appeals to people who feel like they need help. Fire, a bind, uh, a hard place, right? The, these are, are uncomfortable positions, crises, right, to, to, to be in. But it's where our Heavenly Father orchestrates and, and where our Savior and Lord, this is where he does his best work in fire. And it says he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. The, the baptism, that, that's to be immersed. Jesus didn't do nothing until the Holy Spirit descended. We got to get this. We 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 gotta not like be reminded of this, but daily, weekly, we need to have people in our network that will hold us accountable. But but are you in the spirit, right, or, or are you in the flesh? It's a worthy question for all of us. Let's keep going. Let's go to the book of John, chapter fourteen. Jesus says, "If ye love me." Keep my commandments and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Thank you, Jesus. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Hallelujah. So, so, so now Jesus is saying, look, I got to go, but I ain't going to leave you alone. I ain't going to leave you orphans. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you a helper. The scripture says he, the Holy Spirit, is a person. It's not a it. This is not a force. He, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So Jesus is leaving but he's saying, I'm sending someone, and, and this someone is so remarkable because he can be with all of us at the same time. He's a spirit. He's not bound by space. So they were following a physical Jesus. We're still following Jesus, but it's by his spirit. His spirit is inside of you. He's inside of me, guiding me, directing me, saying, this is the path walk in it now it's up to me if i'm going to follow jesus 
by his spirit. It's up to me if I'm going to follow that leading. But Jesus is saying, if, if you belong to me, he's in you. He's in you. Let's keep going. Romans 8, starting in verse 4, says that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, now notice that word walk, right? We're not talking about being in the spirit 100% of the time. Is that possible? I, I don't know. But I know I ain't in the spirit all the time. And I ain't never met nobody that's in the spirit all the time, right? But this walk is talking about your practice. Like, what, what is my overall characteristic and, and disposition? What, what is my walk characterized by? Is it by me doing me? Or is it consistently striving to get out of me and seeking him and seeking his will? The scripture says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Verse five, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So the Holy Spirit through the apostle brought in the mind. This is a, where is my mind at the majority of the time? This is up to me. I, I play a role in this. Remember that like this is not Satan. This is not trickery. This is not deceit. And this is not forceful, right? Because love doesn't force someone to love you back. So this is God giving us an opportunity to to commune with him to follow him to obey him to submit to him and now in the new covenant it's by his spirit let me get my mind on him verse six for to be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace verse seven because the carnal mind is enmity against god for it is not subject to the law of god neither indeed can be so, so when I'm in the flesh, when you in the flesh, we're not concerned with God's standard. We're not concerned with God's desire. We're not concerned with God's law. We can't be. The scripture says the carnal mind can't be subject to God or his laws. Verse eight. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Come on, son of God. Come on daughter of God. Come on, disciple. Come on, Christian. Come on, church. We got to get out the flesh. Listen, we, we hear these terms about being in the spirit, about getting out the flesh, but, but this is very real. What, what makes us who we are is that he's in us and we're following him. This, this getting in the spirit makes a world of difference. Whether this, this book, these scriptures that we read in are just words or if they are actually directing us and distinguishing us, right? Because we know that the devil knows the word. He, he, he played with it in the Garden of Eden. He tried to trick Jesus 
with it. So what makes the difference between the word the devil quoted and you or or or, or you you or me or a, a preacher or a pastor or a, a child of God quoting that word? What makes the difference? The spirit. It's the spirit that you coming in. And the only spirit that you can come in that's pleasing unto God in the new covenant, in Christ Jesus, is the Holy Spirit. Verse 9 says, But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. What I tell y'all, this, this is huge. The, the, the Holy Spirit is not a side subject. I, I had some other stuff I wanted to talk about. The Lord said, no, 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 no. This has been brushed off. This has been made a, a, a another subject too long. This needs to be the subject. They need to know when it comes to kingdom come, we're going to get in the spirit. Look, it's so serious. I was wrestling between the name kingdom come or Let's get in the spirit. And my wife reminded me that once the seed of the kingdom was sown in me by his spirit, I told her years and years ago, everything that I do is going to be kingdom. I'm all about the kingdom. And we'll get into that later, right? But a, a key component of that is being in the spirit. I can't do nothing for the kingdom agenda. I can't do nothing for, for kingdom impact. I cannot do nothing to further or advance the kingdom of God if I'm not in the spirit. Period, point blank. Let's keep going. Galatians chapter five. I, I, I just wanted y'all to see this. I, I referenced this earlier, but the scripture says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So we, we got the fruit of the spirit. Now we got the manifestation of the spirit or the gifts. For to one is given by the spirit, the word of wisdom to another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit to another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. I know y'all see this by the same spirit, by the same spirit. Like the apostle wants to make sure that you ain't talking about none of these gifts apart from the spirit because it's by him that the fruits and the gifts are even possible. To another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. I, I just wanted y'all to get this visual right of of everything I, I i needed to to land home that this is my assignment that, that you walk away saying i gotta get in the spirit john chapter 4 verse 24 god is a spirit 
and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You, you would think that those two would be interchangeable, right? Spirit and truth. The Holy Spirit said, no, no, you need both of these, right? Because truth without the right spirit could lead to deception, could lead to manipulation, uh, could lead to just empty words, right? Like you can just study the Bible and it's just a book without the Holy Spirit. It is. It's a history book. It's a book of stories. Unless the Holy Spirit indwells you and quickens you and makes those stories alive and shows you what in those scriptures is applicable to you, it's just a book. The truth is, is, is just another philosophy, another ideology without the right spirit. The scripture says God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Your spirit got to be right. Ain't no need in waving them hands, clapping them, shouting, hooting, hollering, getting on the phone. Ain't no need in coming back every Sunday, uh, 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 reading, uh, thank, hey, brother, God bless you. All of that's fine. But if you ain't in the spirit, I'm sorry, my brother. I'm sorry, my sister. But God ain't receiving that. It's all about him. He's the only one that can lead us to please himself like this is what it's come to that's how far we are away from him without him we needed his help to be reconciled to him and we need his help to continue to be reconciled to him romans chapter 8 verse 14 very important verse cornerstone new covenant for as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of God. We need to hear this every Sunday. I need to be reminded of this every time I call a brother on my phone. Every time I call a say, every time I fellowship with the people of God, I need to be telling them and they need to be telling me for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Like if you're not led by him, you can know all the scriptures you want, but you're doing you. You're doing your will. Make no mistake. But like God is not here to back you up. Not my will, but thy will be done. This is about him. Make no mistake. If you're not led by the spirit, you are not considered his son or his daughter. Everything that he's doing in your life is striving to pull you into a space where you submit your will to his. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. This goes for the people working in the parking lot. This goes for the greeters at the front door. This goes for the, for the worship team. Are, are you seeking God about what songs to sing on Sunday? Or are you just picking the ones that have been working? Are you picking the ones that you like? Are you picking the ones that you're comfortable with? Are you picking the songs that you feel like going to jump off on Sunday? Or are you seeking God? Are you being led by God, by his spirit, as to what songs to actually uh, minister? Are you, uh, are you seeking God? And asking him to lead you as to what instruments 
to use on like everything that we do got to be led by God. What if God say, you know what, this week I don't want no drums. I just want the piano playing. I want I want some some soft and intimate worship unto me. And that means the drums got to stay out this week. That's his will. Uh, is your church, uh, is your praise team, are y'all willing to do that? Are y'all willing to make that adjustment? Are you willing to be led by God into the unknown, into the uncomfortable? Only one disciple got off the boat. What if God says, I don't want the piano this, this week or this song. I just want the drum. I just want the bass on this song. I don't want no instruments. I need an acapella. I need to hear my people sing to me. What about the sermon? What about the fellowship time? What if God says, instead of 60 seconds, I, I want 60 minutes of fellowship this Sunday. Are we led by the spirit? Okay. Will we scrap the whole order of service? What if God says, I don't want no sermon preached this week? What if God says, all I want to hear is word preached this week? I just want a big sermon the whole time. Like, what if God says, I don't even want y'all meeting in the building this week? Ain't no church in the building. Y'all go out to the mall, to, 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 the, to, to the shopping center, to, to the streets, to, to the intersections. That's where I want y'all at for two hours this week. Are we willing to do that? Are you willing to quit that job? Am I willing to quit my job? Are you willing to, to give more? Are you willing to give less? What if God says, man, I know that my scripture says I love a cheerful giver. I love that you're giving cheerfully. But I don't want you to give this week. I want you to hold on to it. I don't care if, if you feel like that's thing. I got something that I'm doing. I, I need you to save up for a month. I don't want you to give nothing right now. What if God tells you to leave your church? Are, are you sensitive enough to the spirit to leave? Or, or are your loyalties to your pastor or to that church or to that tradition? Are they stronger than the leading of the spirit? What if God tells you to stay at a church and all signs are pointing to you need to go? Will you stay? We just stay anyway because God won't let you leave because he didn't okay the exodus. Are you all right with that? Are, are we really being led by his spirit? I need y'all to meditate on this verse. Seriously, because we're going to keep bringing it up. Matthew 6, verse 9. Jesus says, after this manner, therefore pray ye, our father which art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I'm not going to read no more. Most of y'all know the Lord's Prayer. I want to end this by saying that kingdom come is for believers. If you're not a believer and you happen to come across kingdom come, I want you to know that Jesus is real. He's still in the transformation business. He will flip you around totally and completely set you on a trajectory that you never thought you'd be on and make you the best version of you that he created you to be. You can only understand your purpose by the one who made you and fashioned you. And I, 
for 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 the believers that that will come across kingdom come i just want you to know that god saved me in the name of jesus and after saving me he put his hands on me and he started pouring and pouring and pouring into me and now it's time for me to pour out so for those who will receive me i ain't nothing but a gift that's it i'm I'm about to pour out what god has given me and what he's still giving me and not just me i'm connected to a powerful kingdom network of some spirit-filled believers and 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 we hear from god and god is speaking god got something to say and so if you receive from me you are going to simply receive a gift a spiritual gift in the name of jesus hallelujah